Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is my garden and this is a wildlife garden specifically built for amphibians. It's because there's not much space for them in, in uh, Dublin at the moment, so I kind of encourage frogs and newts in here. But... At the end of the garden, beside the pond, is it looks like kind of a regular shed, but it's insulated, heated, and it has several, <laughs> several dozen containers with snakes, scorpions, spiders, the good stuff that has to be protected from our cold climate. The vast majority of the animals in here are arachnids, so there are scorpions and spiders, which are my, my big passion. After that, then frogs. I love my, my amphibians, and then the rest are rescued snakes. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool little setup on my little space to do my thing. So it's very narrow in here. It's quite a snug little space, isn't it? It's built for one or two at most. <laughs> so yeah, or a hobbit, a gang of hobbits you could get in here. It's it's quite uh, it's quite snug. Still, it does exactly what it says on the tin. And what does it say on the tin? Well, it's the uh, it's uh, it's the critter shed. It's the animal shed. So. My name is Collie Ennis and we are here in my shed where I keep all my animals and bits and pieces and do my little projects. And yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. Well, I'm Colette and I I don't work with animals, but I absolutely love animals and I love learning about animals. So I know that you know an awful lot about animals that aren't mammals in particular, like snakes and... Yeah, the creepy crawlies. Mm-hmm. And I actually want to learn about stuff. So I'm here to learn. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And well, chat. welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> it's nice so, to talk to a fellow a fellow uh, animal enthusiast. So, yeah, it's always good. So it's a really snug little space. So we're actually surrounded left and right with all these uh, stacked up vivariums. vivariums. And um, just give me a rundown on what you have here. Like, it's really gorgeous. Um, so, yeah, I have I have the, the big cages. I have uh, snakes. Like, I didn't keep snakes until the recession hit. I specialised in, like, amphibians and spiders. That was my big thing. But then the recession hit, and everybody started dumping their snakes. Or emigrating, and, and just asked me to take them. So I ended up with, like, 25 snakes. Wow. 
Um, so I'm seeing snakes. I know you have frogs around here somewhere. Frogs, I'm seeing a tarantula yeah. somewhere as well. Scorpions. Uh, lots of cockroaches. I'm obsessed with cockroaches. <laughs> I have a scolopendra here, which is um, a giant centipede, which is pretty nasty. Wow. Yeah, they can actually even eat bats. No believe way. it or not. Yeah, they're kind of an invertebrate with the muscular strength of a small snake, which wow. is and pretty nasty venom to to match. So yeah, and then I have my my smaller stuff like the steatoda. <laughs> The famous false widow spider that's gonna eat us all and our kids, according to the press, <laughs> which is a lot of bollocks. But there you go. We're actually here to talk about something specific, aren't we? We're here to talk about spiders in general, yeah. So um, something specific about spiders. Oh though. yeah, something specific. Yeah, we were talking about spider riding. <laughs> spider mating for people who are very uh, posh. But yeah, it's spider riding. It's that time of year again where you're gonna see them coming into your house, and a lot of people freak out because. For the vast majority of the year, spiders are in your house. They're always there. But you just don't see them because they just mind their own business. Most of them are behind your cooker or your fridge, in the attic, just catching bugs, keeping your place pest-free, for free, which is brilliant. This time of year, then, the old instincts kick in with the males and they go off on the sniff for a, a beautiful female. And that's when you see them running across your floor and crawling down walls crawling across people's beds everybody freaks out but why do they come inside to mate? most of them are inside anyway behind furniture hidden away in little nooks and crannies or in a cobweb somewhere you wouldn't even notice them but when they become sexually mature as males they will go wandering the females don't wander they stay in the web in fact male spiders male arachnids have a pretty tough life the males have to do to take the risk of going wandering to get a mate because it makes more sense if a male gets eaten there'll be another male to replace him and mate with a female if a female gets eaten on an evolutionary term she's she's carrying those precious eggs inside her so it doesn't make sense as a species to send out the girls looking for the fe- for the males so yeah spiders are sounding good to me all of a sudden oh yeah as a woman you should appreciate spider society <laughs> Male spiders will generally, in most species, end up as a snack for the female after the deed is done. The males actually, what they do is they'll go into their last molt around this time of year. And then they become sexually mature. What they do then is they deposit sperm on a web, which is called a sperm web. So they basically jizz on a web and then they, they have these things on the front of their head called palps which are like little boxing gloves. And that's how you can always tell it's a male spider because just at the, at the front of its head it have these little lumps that are like boxing gloves. And they're basically like syringes. So they hoover up the sperm that they put on the web into the syringes and they go off looking for that female spider. And they go up to the side of the web. A lot of them have little uh, intricate kind of um, dances or signals depending on which species of spider it is. With our own, what it tends to be is a little little drum little dance at the side of the web and then she'll accept him or she won't she'll mate with him or she'll kill him or do both so do I understand that correctly so this, the male prepares the sperm before he goes looking with the female yes. so he ejaculates it outside the web outside his body onto, yeah, a, onto web. a web a hoovers it up yeah, hoovers it up into a syringe like palps yeah, at the front of his head <laughs> gets ready goes looking for a female and he's ready for action he's ready for action and the weird thing about male spiders palps are 
There's some species of spider, like there's a garden, I think there's a garden cross spider in, in, in or an orb weaver spider in, in the States, where the male's palps are specifically designed when he's mated with the female to snap off and stay inside her. And it's a form of ensuring that only his sperm will fertilize her. So, yeah, it's like snapping your your lad off just to make sure no one else steals your 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 board at the end of the night but like it, it there's all these crazy things widow spoilers the male will actually present his posterior to the female and she will have a munch on him he has a sphincter in the top half of his body that will keep the spider blood in, inside him from draining completely out but he'll let her eat his abdomen as he's alive having sex with her because it will keep her occupied and he'll be ensuring that he can mate and they mate with the two palps. They'll do one and they'll do it with the other two to make sure. So having have his, had his abdomen munched on, yeah. surely he can't survive after no, that? No, he can't. 100% <laughs> no. No, it's it's a one-way ticket for them. And, and, and for And for any adult uh, male spider, once they've done the deed, they're mm. done anyway. Mm. They're spent. You'll you'll see if you're out in the f- doing field work and you'll see, you will see at night loads of male, especially tarantulas, you'll see them wandering around and some of them are missing arms and legs and you know what I mean not arms but palps you know what I mean but they're in bits look like they've been through the wars but they're still kind of going around because they might have a little bit of sperm left in the palp or they might be they might be just on instinct looking for a female and they'll just keep going until the bitter end Is that true for every spider species do you think? For the vast majority of them yeah oh yeah when the males become mature that's it that's game over the females have it you know what I mean that's it I'm interested now in learning more about your your wolf spider here. Yes. Can we have a look at her? Yeah. Yeah, wolf spiders are really a fairly worldwide species of spider. So they're terrestrial spider. They don't spin webs. Mm. They'll do a small web, obviously, for their um, their egg sac, just to keep it nice and moist. Yeah, so what I'm looking at here now, you have a, a glass box, just yeah. bigger than your hand. I'm very tall. And I'm seeing it white. It looks like a ball of cotton wool. Is that the egg sac? That's the egg sac down the bottom. Mm. And then around it, you can see then there's a kind of a smaller, finer web, almost grey. And that's specifically there to keep, retain moisture. Mm. So the biggest threat to spiders' eggs is predator are drying out. Most of you look here, you see there's a load of eggs. And these are from the famous false widow spiders. Everybody thinks it's going to eat their cat. Oh, these are the ones uh, that are in the uh, the news now. In the news, yeah, because they sell papers. And like I've been involved now with the lads up in the the Venom Lab in Galway who are doing stunning work on their venom to find all sorts of weird properties with their venom there's a female there and as you can see she's got three or four egg sacs there that she's laid and she could have mated once with a male and retained sperm that will service her for the rest of our days you know how big is um, she now? she's about the size of my thumbnail mm-hmm. her abdomen's quite empty now if I was to give her a nice cricket she'd swell up again mm-hmm. maybe get another egg you can see the females sometimes as well if I raise the temperature here if I put them to a different heat source you can see females moving eggs around, moving egg cases down. Or if I pop some water in, they might go down and have a drink and then come up and, and, and fiddle around with this. So they really are quite attentive mothers to a degree. And then like when the, ba- when the babies hatch out, they kind of tend to hang around the web for a little bit and then they disperse. Each of those false widow egg sacs mm-hmm. looks like a tiny little ball of... Pea-sized, pea-sized, yeah. yeah, white cotton-looking ball. How many... Spiderlings, you think each might have, or eggs? It depends on the size of the mother and, and, and 
you know, the quality of food she's getting and all. But I've had, you know, some of them hatched out and there'd be hundreds, hundreds of them. But they're quite cannibalistic at the start of their life. So they'll really mill into each other. And you kind of get the strongest and healthiest ones that survive and go off and disperse themselves, you know. If you were out in a field in Ireland, you'll see our own little native wool spider species. They're not as big as this one, obviously, but instead of doing what a lot of spiders do when they set up a web and place the uh, the egg sac in it and just kind of protect it and do their own thing, they'll actually carry it and forage and go and do their hunting, but they still have that egg sac with them until they're ready to settle down or they know it's going to hatch out. Then they'll put it in an area, web it up and protect it for a bit and then the, the babies will disperse. When the babies hatch, do they disperse immediately or do they hang around the mother? They hang around and they tend to pick on the, their weaker siblings and just start to have, have a bit of a snack with them. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a tough life. but And there might be hundreds? Yes. The vast majority of spiders, when they hatch out, have massive amounts of young. There's a couple of reasons for that. Massively high mortality rate within the, the nest, shall we say, because they'll eat each other. Then after that, you have a massive amounts of predation. Everything eats spiders. If we're talking about wolf spiders, our own native lizards love them. Uh, blue tits love them and all that. And there's actually a correlation between eating spiders and being very smart. There's a chemical that, that's in spider exoskeleton. They've done studies on boards that have eaten and it makes them that little bit more kind of savvy. And I know ourselves, our own native lizards are quite clever and that's probably from eating wolf spiders so anyway going back to the spiders once they've dispersed and gotten away from the the nest and the the killings that goes on in there then they have to face up to all these predators that are attacking them so the more young are produced the higher the likelihood that some will survive and go on to reproduce 100% there's no investment in them Mm. as mammals ourselves we kind of anthropomorphize other animals Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thinking that, oh, they all care about their babies and look at her with her, look at her there with her nest. She can give a shit about them after a while, you know what I mean? Like, all she is there, the instinct is to protect them while they're in the egg sac. And then after that, it's like, good luck, you know. If they disperse overnight and you're not there to help them get away from her, she can just switch from, I love you kids, to, 
oh, you look very tasty. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, from your pride and joy to a happy meal in about two seconds, you know. So have you any favourite spider stories or facts or anything? Well, I have to say, I don't know anything about spiders or I don't know that much about spiders. And I was always a bit nervous of them because not knowing about something, I think, makes you a bit nervous of them. My partner is mad at animals and he had a wolf spider at home that somebody gave him. It came in in a bunch of bananas or a crate of bananas or something Happens, and it needed yeah. a home. Happens so it came up to us. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we had this spider in one of these boxes that you have, a vivarium. But the fascinating thing was because she was getting a nice amount of food and she had a really good environment she was taking all those opportunities just to pump out those little egg sacs that we yeah. talked about and she carried the egg around for a few weeks I think and then inside this tiny little p-shaped egg we saw little black spots appearing and they yes. were the spiderlings developing yeah. but then when they hatched they all climbed up onto her back so I came in one morning they'd all hatched and she was there covered yeah, in these spiderlings cool behaviour amazing yeah. and they were just you could see them actually moving it was like this mass of tiny little things moving so she carried them around for about 10 days and then they all dispersed Yeah. and then we had to unfortunately spray them to kill them because they're not native we didn't want them to get outside yeah. Pete I didn't know you then yeah. I would have loved a few of those <laughs> but there, there you were go. hundreds we did yeah. a count we did a rough count and there was between about 300 and 500 on her back. Yeah, that's mad. And was she a big wolf spider? Was she big enough? Like uh, 20 cents coin or yeah. 50 cents? She was big. Big, yeah. Yeah. They're awesome looking creatures there. What am I hearing? That's all crickets. There's always crickets chirping in here. So, um, yeah, it's nice. Make you think you're on your holidays with the heat <laughs> and the crickets going. But, yeah. That's very cool. That behaviour, though, as well, protecting the, the young, it's also used in scorpions. The scorpions will carry the, the young on their back, which is pretty oh, cool. Right. Yeah, people tend to think that arachnids are kind of like... Soulless. Yeah, but they can, they can make good mothers mm. to a certain degree, you know? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Tell me about your worst spider story or your best spider story. Oh, my worst one? Oh, Jesus. I was minding my pal's um, Goliath Bordier, which is the largest spider species on the planet they're very heavy they're like dinner plate size and they have a nasty bite but they very rarely use it because they have even, even nastier hairs that they can flick from the back of their abdomen now all tranches can do that and generally what happens is you get a bit of an itch and you go oh my god that feels awful I've got an itch these things if they get on your skin or something it's like the end of the world it's awful it is it really drives me mad but anyway me being cocky tarantula owner number one I, I was like feeding her and I opened up the the enclosure which is like an exoterra enclosure so it's front opening it's kind of like if you're opening a cupboard with cups in it except there's a tarantula in there and it's head high so I'm throwing in some crickets beside her she eats one and I'm just having a look and chatting away how are you today like a dope but she turned around and blasted me full on the face with the hairs and I was just like shit so a long story short, I end up in the Iron Ear Hospital getting sick, violently sick, because when you get them in your eye, they travel back in because they're barbed. So it's like getting fish hooks in your eye, but microscopic ones. And every time you blink, then you feel like someone's poking you or jabbing you in the eye with a hot I was in a heap. And I was outside the Iron Ear waiting for it to like to get seen and had to keep running out and getting sick, dry retching. And there was a queue, about 20 people in front of me, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be here for fecking years, you know, was, this is a nightmare. 
you have to fill out a form what happened to you obviously I said I got a tarantula <laughs> and about five minutes the doctor comes running out and he's like Mr Ennis Mr Ennis and they wheeled me in and uh, I got put in the chair like you know clockwork orange where they'd strap your eyes open I was sitting in there going oh my god and he gave me these drops from my eye to kill the pain and it was orgasmic it was just the best it was just oh my god thank you for that but then after that they proceeded to put the the equipment on my eye where there's like a microscope they put over your eye where they look in and they see what's there and they said yes you have five hairs sticking out your eyeball I was like brilliant but before they took them out they insisted on bringing every medical student they were ringing their mates up on their mobile they were putting their mobiles onto the eyepiece to record this shit and I'm like will you please just get them out of my eye because I, I felt like shit like you know so anyway uh yeah, I was in there for a good 45 minutes waiting for people to arrive from different places. Then they wrote a paper on it. So it was, yeah, it was a mad, mad experience. And it, it taught me a valuable lesson to wear goggles around uh, tarantulas when I'm cleaning them from now on. Like, it, it, it really was. I actually I actually put it up on a few websites and, and my own Twitter feed and all. I did. I put my hands up and I said, look, I was very lucky that I didn't get any permanent damage from this. It was just pure cockiness. And just to be aware, because I know there's a couple of people that look at me and call me a spider expert or something like that, which I'm not very comfortable with because I don't think you're ever an expert in that and you're always learning, especially with something like this. I'm always picking up new stuff. And that was definitely a moment where I wasn't an expert. But yeah, that was possibly the worst experience I've ever had with uh, with tarantulas. And then every time they were pulling them out of my eye, I didn't feel anything, but as they were pulling out, it was like in a movie where you see something like getting distorted or people's faces stretch, stretching it was like and I could feel it it was so weird it's just the weirdest weirdest horrible day ever and yet we still have tarantulas here oh, surrounding yes, us do, yeah do I've actually got two of those little, the ones that species I'm talking about I'll show you so here so this this species of bearing in mind we're not wearing goggles oh no well this is okay because these are very young so it's it's hard to believe that this this species grows to be like the so, biggest. So this is like a oh my god! So you've just opened a plastic uh, Tupperware tub. Tupperware tub, and this is about two inches. Yeah, it should be about the same size as a as a as a house spider, really. Bit bit fat around the body. Very hairy. Uh, very hairy now, and, and you see the pink, cute pink toes. <laughs> oh, they they disappear after after it becomes mature. I'm just going to cover up because. What, what's her species again? So that's called a T. Stormy, a, a Goliath board eater. A Goliath Burgundy board eater. So she's around three centimetres now. How big will she be? So the leg span can be up to t- 10 inches across, which is like massive. So yeah, they get really, really big, really wow. heavy bodied. The board eating thing isn't a fact. It came from Victorian times where they, you know, the man-faced dog. I was over there and I wanted to catch this thing. You know, they're calling all these weird animals. But I do want to do. And also they were all going over on these adventures and getting funded. So if you called a board eating spider or a tarantula a board eating spider, it sounded so much more yeah. glamorous and you know what I mean, all that kind of stuff. You know yeah. what the German is for tarantula? No. Vogelspinne, which means bird spider. Oh, that's very cool. I never knew that. Do you know where a tarantula got its name from? A little not. town in Italy. Because the Italians were one of the first to go over there and see like the the the, the New World's big spiders. And they had a big spider, which is actually a wolf spider from their area. And they were called Tarantula spiders or something like that. And that's where they got the, the name. 
So yeah, it's it's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's mad. So yeah, all all tarantulas are named after an Italian village. <laughs> it's cool. Do you have a favorite spider fact? Yeah, I like that. I like the way they bang. Um, I I do. I think it's fascinating. But um, jizzing over a web. Jizzing over a web. I often think of how hilarious it would be if we were like if humans were going out and doing that stuff. You were load, preloaded going into the nightclub with your little packs. How's it going? <laughs> Seeing if somebody doesn't want to bite your face off worse. But uh, I think the length of time they've been on the planet three, over 300 million years, the success of them, I, I just, that's, for me, it just blows me away. And, and the way they are so different than was we always talk about aliens and what it'd be like to have strange creatures from another planet i can't think of a different more different creature than spiders are from us like they're so alien and so completely you know they don't see the world the way we do at all and i find that fascinating i really do you get such a bad press they probably need a new pr campaign yeah i've been doing my best but failing miserably but (laughs) no I, i mean like i think if you if you try and get out there and, and, and get onto like civilian TV and, and civilian TV, but you know what I mean, non-scientific TV and, you know, talk shows and stuff, that's the way to do it. And just to talk and show them that these are interesting animals, especially when you go from the angle of hy- hygiene, how they're going to keep your house clean, like, you know what I mean, how you're not going to have bugs in your floorboards and stuff like that. You'll have spiders, but I'd rather have spiders than you know cockroaches woodlice all the above they're a lot nastier to have around your place than a, a spider who sits in the web most of the year you know what I mean mm-hmm. granted once a year you'll get them, the males running across your your floor or your newspaper giving you a bit of a fright but you know at the end of the day they're not going to kill you we're very fortunate in Ireland that we have no we have no significant venom packing spiders we are living it and yet we have the most sensational press about it the most fear and the worst thing about that is it's irresponsible as well because people have hurt themselves falling out of attics and ladders and all because they saw a cobweb broken legs falling down staircases because they saw a spider running across top of it that's more dangerous than the spider itself the fear instilled by people just wanting to sell papers you know we should probably treat them the exact same with the exact same amount of like you know just ignore them and let them do their thing and, and they'll ignore us to the best of their ability as they always have I do feel guilty these days because we have so many spiders in our house now my cats tend to hunt them and eat them and I, yeah. I feel bad about that well, cats just go for anything that moves I suppose you know but I, again I wouldn't feel too bad because it's only the males going out looking for a bit of action and then they would have been dead anyway so there's always going to be more male spiders to make more babies so yeah that makes me feel much better so, are we done with the spider ride? I think we are. We are, yeah. I think we're done. Yeah, <laughs> we're all rolled out. I actually had some spider riding going on here the other night. Did uh, you? Yeah, I, I, I was meeting some of them. Um, so I had the Barry White turned up to eleven and candlelight on and everything. <laughs> and like, I actually had a male now who mated successfully and, and and survived. So that's a real bonus, you know, well. because uh, usually they don't make it. But yeah, happy enough it was. You know. Great, well I have to say I enjoyed that, so we should do this in a couple of weeks again. Definitely. We make it a regular thing and have some more bants about animals. <laughs> and who knows where it could go. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Could go anywhere. Oh
God, I can't believe it's dark. It seems like the wind just came out of nowhere. Oh, it just came overnight. Yeah. I can't get enough of your love, babe. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.